So how many of you saw a sheep on your way to church this morning? <laughs> Do you ever see one on your way to work? How about uh, when you're driving along the countryside, do you see sheep? Sometimes. Where? Here or in Maryland or? In Jersey? Someone shared that a friend of hers came back from a trip to Scotland and Ireland and um, had taken a lot of pictures of the, the, just the, you know, the amazing countryside it was just striking, but when she looked at all these pictures and compared them, she realized that there were sheep in almost every single picture. Seeing sheep is not something that is common here in our part of the country, at least in most parts, and certainly not in our daily lives. However, when you come to church, you often hear Jesus referred to as the Good Shepherd, and we are his sheep. It doesn't matter how many times sheep were mentioned in the Bible or that we are sometimes referred to them that way. We don't like being compared to smelly, stupid, and utterly helpless creatures. The lambs are cute though, right? Being a shepherd in America today is uncommon, at least in most places, but think of all the leaders in scripture that were shepherds of sheep before they were shepherds of men. We have Moses, David, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, a few anyway, and um, in the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is our shepherd, and of course, meaning God. By all outward appearances, sheep ought to be on the endangered species list. Do you know why? Well, listen to these characteristics and see if any of them apply even to us. Sheep are slow, weak, and defenseless. Left to their own devices, they would starve. They're easily panicked by predators. They follow one another blindly according to an unthinking herd instinct. They cannot cross deep water without drowning. They're particularly vulnerable to parasites and diseases. And they tend to overeat and then lie down and they can't get back up. Indeed, sheep would be extinct except for one thing. Sheep follow their shepherd. Today we look at the fourth in our series of the I am statements that Jesus made about himself. We've heard so far, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate. And today we focus on I am the good shepherd. Good in this respect means intrinsically good, beautiful and fair. It describes that which is the ideal, the model that others may safely imitate. Jesus' goodness was inherent in his nature. To call him good is the same as calling him God. Mark 10, 17 through 18 clarifies this by saying, as Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down and asked, good teacher, what must I do to inherit good life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked, only God is truly good. So in essence, he was saying he and God were one and the same. The Jews did not like 
hearing this. And the Pharisee said, you are making false claims about yourself. Now, last Sunday, Pastor Andy explained how Jesus is like the shepherd who serves as the gate to the sheepfold and how carefully he tended and cared for his sheep, each calling each one by name. Jesus is the gate for us. The life of a shepherd was not easy or serene. They lived a difficult, and I would imagine sometimes a very lonely life. They lived most of their life outdoors and were probably a little smelly and rugged. Ms. Nancy R. Blakely points out, they spent their times in the fields rather than in polite society. For Jesus to say, I am the good shepherd, would have been an affront to the religious elite and educated. And that claim might have an edge to it. A modern day equivalent might be for Jesus to say, I am the good migrant worker. Jewish shepherds did not tend their sheep to slaughter them unless they were being used for sacrifice. Shepherds tended their sheep so that they could have meat, wool, uh, milk, and lambs. We may not like being compared to sheep. However, if we understand Jesus as the shepherd, we realize that we are like sheep. Listen to Isaiah 53, 6, as it shows why the description is both appropriate and important. We, every one of us, have strayed like sheep. We, who left God's paths to follow our own. Yet God laid on him, Jesus, the guilt and sins of every one of us. Sheep are prone to wander and must often be searched for and brought back to the fold. Aren't we also prone to wander? Aren't we grateful that we have a shepherd who comes searching for us and wants only for us to be safe and to follow him? Without Christ, we would be lost. We too depend on him to lead us, to protect us, and to care for us. And of course, without the sacrifice of Christ, we would all be lost for all of eternity. Shepherds represented faithfulness, compassion, guidance, and protection. Sarah S. Hendrick wrote, the clear definition of a shepherd's task is to feed the sheep adequately, care for their ailments, keep them gathered together, and put their well-being before their own. It may even include laying down one's life. There also has to be a recognition and trust between the flock and the shepherd. Jesus is certainly the model shepherd for us, caring for us, and laying down his life for us. During World War I, some Turkish soldiers tried to steal a flock of sheep from a hillside near Jerusalem. The shepherd who had been, sudden, had been sleeping was suddenly awakened to see his sheep being driven down off the other side of the ravine. He could not hope to recapture it by force single-handedly, but suddenly he had a thought. Standing up on his side of the ravine, he put his hands to his mouth and gave his own peculiar call, which he used each day to gather his sheep to them. The sheep heard the familiar sound. For a moment, they listened, and then they heard it again. They turned, and they rushed down one side of the ravine and up the other side toward their shepherd. 
it was quite impossible for the soldiers to stop the animals. The shepherd took them to a place of safety before the soldiers could make up their mind to pursue them. And all because his sheep knew their master's voice. If we are going to follow Jesus, we have to recognize his voice. Have you heard his voice and trusted him? In order to do that, we have to be still and listen. Every day we're surrounded by noise. We have voices from cell phones to social media to 24 hours news blast, uh, just from people in our lives, from our own self-talk, so much more. Some people keep televisions and radios on all day long because they just like to hear some noise, if only in the background. But of all the people in our lives, whose voice influences us the most? To which sounds do we give most of our attention? Whose voices are we most likely to follow? Does the voice of our shepherd reach us? above the rest? How do we hear his voice? Well, sometimes we hear the voice of Jesus by reading the Bible or by um, hearing a message or just spending a time in prayer. We're sitting still and feeling his presence. You know, we're very good about praying and talking to Jesus. We're not as good, I don't think, I can't speak for all of you, but it seems to be more difficult sit quietly and listen. But how important that is. Only then will we know what he has to say to us. And let's remember that the sheep listen first, then they follow. Do we do the same? We all know we're not perfect. Like sheep, we wander off in our own direction. Perhaps the grass looks greener on the other side, as some say. Or maybe we're a bit rebellious. The one thing that will bring us back is by listening to Jesus' voice. Sheep always know where to go by following the voice of the shepherd. And again, first they listen, then they follow. We must do the same. So here's a question we each need to answer. Who is your shepherd? To whose voice do you respond? Whose voice do you follow? This is a crucial question, one that is life-saving. Did you know that cattle are driven behind? I'm sure you've seen that already. But sheep are led. They follow the shepherd. And if the shepherd would go around them and be behind them, they turn around and they follow him. We need to recognize the voice of our shepherd. A great example of recognizing Jesus' voice is if you remember when Mary was in the garden near the tomb and she recognized Jesus by his voice. I like the way Chris Andrews makes this passage relevant to each of us today. He wrote, Christ as the shepherd is a rich metaphor for the church. His caring love has guided the community of faith as a shepherd tends the flock. We are the sheep, and he is the shepherd of our souls. In his care, we are safe 
and well. The Good Shepherd has a threefold relationship with his sheep. He has a loving relationship because he died for his sheep. He has a living relationship because he cares for his sheep. It's also a lasting relationship for he keeps his sheep and not one is lost. The question naturally forms is to where or how the shepherding love of Christ can be experienced in today's world. The answer is through the community of faith. Through the music, scriptures, fellowship, and service of the church, people come to know the shepherd's voice, understand the shepherd's ways, and experience the shepherd's grace. Pastor Andy and I are not your shepherds. We are sheep among sheep as we seek to surrender ourselves to the care of the Good Shepherd. However, we are also called to be Good Shepherds to others. As we lay aside our needs, embrace others to help them so that they don't need to sacrifice, we are the Good Shepherds that Jesus calls us to be. How do we provide a place where people feel their needs are being met? Our scripture today ends with these words. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me for my father has given them to me and he's more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the father's hand. The father and I are one. Joseph A. Bessler wrote, this is a remarkable claim that in turn opens onto the climatic statement, I and the Father are one. After saying his sheep will never perish, Jesus says, no one will snatch them out of my hand. This is an amazing image of salvation, being in the protective hands of Christ, hands that would be so horribly wounded on the cross. Jesus then underscores his own dependence on the Father. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I've been blessed all my life. I truly believe that. But like everyone else, I've had some difficult times that I went through. But I always knew that I wasn't alone. My shepherd and savior, savior was with me, caring for me, giving me the strength to do whatever I needed to do, guiding me to where he wanted me to go and how he wanted to use me. His voice definitely called me to be a pastor nearly 20 years ago. And through that time, there were personal uh, challenges, but I'm so grateful that he did. And no matter what my life still holds, I know that I'm in the loving care of my Savior. He carries us all through many hills and valleys and is also with us on all those ordinary days. He is our constant companion. Philip Keller wrote a book entitled A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. He himself was a shepherd 
and he shares his experience with sheep. It's truly a wonderful book. And if you want to know more about caring for sheep and about um, your, his expressions out through this, the love of Christ, I strongly recommend it. The great shepherd extends to us the sheep of his pasture, pastures. And I would like to share just one paragraph from this book with you. I feel we Christians should be proud to belong to Christ. Why shouldn't we feel free to boast to others of how good our shepherd is? How glad we should be to look back and recall all the amazing ways in which he has provided for our welfare. We should delight to describe in detail the hard experiences through which he has brought us. And we should be eager and quick to tell of our confidence in Christ. We should be bold to state fearlessly that we are so glad that we are his. By the contentment and serenity of our lives, we should show what a distinct advantage it is to be a member of his household, of his flock. And we're going to ask you to bear with me because I'm going to read that one more time and I want you to really listen to what it says and then maybe we can all follow. I feel we Christians should be proud to belong to Christ. Why shouldn't we feel free to boast others of how good our shepherd is? How glad we should be to look back and recall all the ways, all the amazing ways in which he has provided for our welfare. We should delight to describe in detail the hard experiences through which he has brought us. And we should be eager and quick to tell of our confidence in Christ. We should be bold to state fearlessly that we are so glad we are his. By the contentment and serenity of our lives, we should show what a distinct advantage it is to be a member of his household, of his flock. Do you know anyone who has wandered away? wandered away from the flock, maybe someone in your family or a friend. I want you to look around for a minute. <coughs> Who is not here that used to be here? Who among our sheep folds has left, especially with COVID, and not returned? If each of us would call one person or one family and invite them to come back, what a difference that could make. We need to gather our sheep back and we all need to work together in order to do that. Let's all do what we can to bring our missing sheep back to the sheepfold. How much does Jesus, the good shepherd, love his sheep? No sacrifice is too great for him, not even his life. He laid it down for us, and no one will snatch us out of his hand. We are loved and cared for always. Thanks be to Christ. Amen.